Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Dasilo, and with me, as always... Hey, it's Ben Vanell here, pumped to talk about video games, to have a conversation with people, uh, real, real humans, for the first time in... Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Nigh on seven <laughs> days. <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> wow, wow! Uh. It's exciting stuff. The lockdown is ending soon in Melbourne, but uh, we yeah. are still not allowed to go to each other's houses. So uh, it's going to be at least another week of this afterwards. Adam Knox is with us, by the way. Hi, I've t- I talked to someone yesterday, but <laughs> uh, I've got a naturally awkward disposition. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm house hunting at the moment, and rental inspections are back on as of tomorrow. And Ben, you had the suggestion that maybe we could just record the podcast at a rental inspection <laughs> yes. if the three of us just <laughs> turn yeah. up with the gear yeah. and just sit in the second bedroom, going like, "I'm gonna need an hour in here just to mm. really know if I want mm. to apply for this place." I brought in my own baffling. Do you mind if I put that up before I move in? <laughs> I've got a hundred Funko Pops in the car. I'm going to have to organise <laughs> yeah. them in this room just to sort of see if it's going to nice. suit my needs. Yeah, I like the place. Uh, can you show me where the man cave is? <laughs> <laughs> Good throne. Um, Looking at the toilet. Ugh. <laughs> ugh. Someone who... Uh, Someone who I'm sure is spending a lot more time in his man cave at the moment is uh, the creator of Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nights into Dreams and Balan Wonderland, Yuji Naka. Uh, he's been let go from Square Enix after the, well, presumably the performance of that game. Mm. Yes. I think he left, but, like, you know, he he left because several people were holding the door wide open for him, <laughs> is the way it seems. <laughs> yeah, yeah the door was open. They kicked me out of it, but I still, I did that of my own accord. I yeah. let them boot me in the ass out of the door. As they were holding me by the top of my shirt and my belt and about to fling me out, I quickly said, you can't find me, I quit, before I hit the <laughs> ground, and that counts. <laughs> by the way, I'm sitting in my bedroom to record uh, currently because there's heaps of wind outside and this is a place I can get away from the wind. And I've noticed there's a bit of an echo in here. So uh, if it sounds like there's a reverb on me, it's because I'm in my uh, my bedroom here and it's wow. my sound is reverberating off of all of the, the- disgusting cum-filled tissues. <laughs> <laughs> Surely Did that should have absorbed the, the sound. Uh- <laughs> Those tissues can't absorb any more than they already have. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, they crystallize. They, they become a reflective surface. Yeah, they're more like crystals at this point. Mm. They're, they're, it's like standing in a proper cave. They're like a room of mirrors. <laughs> no, it's very clean. I just cleaned it earlier. Was it the riff about the uh, sound baffling that kind of made you, you know, sort of reassess your own situation at the moment <laughs> and go, hang on a minute, there's no egg yeah. cartons on the walls in this bedroom. <laughs> I'm not in my normal uh, homemade podcast studio, which my mm. wife left me over. So mm. I'm <laughs> just having to do it in here. It's a fucking awful, awful weather at the moment. Real sort yeah. of weather that makes you want to sit down, buckle down and watch some E3 and play some Ratchet and stuff. I'm stoked mm. for this coming weekend. But yeah, yeah uh, Yuji Naka got uh, got got the boot, and uh, he said that he's considering retirement now. So, uh, you know, a, 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 a legendary figure, I guess, because Sonic got popular. But you could make a pretty good argument that he's never made a good game. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's a shame. I like those original Sonic games, and you're right. Like he he created this character that has this. Yeah, he's like a huge part of culture. And if he is to retire off the back of this game, it's it's a shame. It's a shame to go out on something that is, uh, yeah, I think, as do many other people, an absolute stinker. But um, but yeah, maybe he uh, maybe he just kind of got lucky with the success of Sonic. Yeah, it'd be like us us ending the podcast after a Zoom episode. <laughs> <laughs> Going out on top <laughs> People holding the door open for us Being like there's yeah. not a lot of room for talking each- over each other here There's plenty we've, of podcasts that do We've that actually already. put all your stuff in a cardboard box for you Just you can go Just out your out, Yeah Yeah What's but, our um? What's our equivalent of Sonic that we're clinging to Like no that, that episode where Adam pretended to be a bunch of different callers <laughs> on the phone We did that We did that yeah, We yeah. have a legacy Give us another chance yeah. <laughs> Remember when me and Ben had to record one uh, on a phone <laughs> that was, That's our that nights was, into dreams Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Critically acclaimed but you know didn't sell as well um, Yeah it's a, it's, I think he's Every article I've read he's like listed as the programmer of Sonic, I don't. Did he mm. literally create the character, or is he like the guy who Maybe. made the game? I think he designed th- the character. Right. It was probably in some way collaborative, but he's definitely the dude who like is at least for Sonic Team, like the sort of head dude, right? Uh, and has been for a bit. Maybe not for original Sonic, but certainly by the time it was like the Dreamcast and da-da-da. Uh, right. I'd have to... Well, even, I mean, the creation of Sonic 2 is kind of like, like I said before, obviously, massive uh, cultural figure, character, yep. but yeah. the design of it and the, the origins of it were deliberately to, you know, we've got we've to have something that can take on Nintendo. So, mm. like, the... The origins of it are this kind of like by committee thing that that is kind of born out of like, I guess like corporate competitiveness, you mm. know, rather than someone who's like a bit of an auteur or a completely yeah. original creator going like, hey, I've got this like fantastic idea for a character that's completely unique and original. Um, the it the was designed as like a bit of a fuck you, mm. and the character was designed as a fuck you by uh, Naoto Oshima. That was the person ah. who originally designed Sonic. So. Naoto's given more, made more people horny than a trumpet salesman by drawing Sonic. <laughs> he's the he's the Matt Groening and Yuji Naka's the Sam Simon who exactly fleshed it all out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there's and um, then there's Naka, another guy, Hira, Hirokazu Yasuhara is the um, James L. Brooks gave it the heart. 
Nah, he created the stages, <laughs> actually. So yeah. I don't know. He's they're the, the background designer. <laughs> Those loop the loops. They're the heart of the. Yeah, they're the true. heart of Sonic. If that's you ask yeah, me, that's true. Who created mm. blast processing? That's like the 20th century. That's the Fox searchlight. Uh, whatever. I don't know enough about <laughs> the Simpsons to. <laughs> Sam Simon worked on Cheers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You uh, you I can find out that. all about the history of Sonic the Hedgehog by downloading uh, our Sonic the Hedgehog special on Bandcamp. <laughs> I had to go to our website to remind myself whether or not that existed or I just oh, dreamed boy. that it did. We- <laughs> Clearly we retained all the information from yeah. that as well yeah. by having a I'm sure look at this Wikipedia page for Sonic for the second time in my life. Exactly, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but I guess yeah. yeah. Uh, shame to go out on the thing that was meant to be your comeback. You know? Yeah. 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 Like I like if, his uh, kind of character design. I like his I I never played Knights, but I uh, I I've always kind of liked the aesthetic of it. I think it looks Kind of cool and vibey, and mm. I really wanted to like Bell and Wonderland. I thought this could be cool. I love a three D platformer, but my god, it felt shit to play. Mm. I cannot stress enough how much of a just shitty, shitty experience it was. In a way that makes you go, I don't understand how this got out the door. This isn't mm. just a personal taste thing. It felt fucking bad. I don't know how anyone who worked on that could have thought that they were churning out something of good quality. It's- been a long time since I've seen a game that was that universally disliked. There, there don't seem to be any right. defenders of it going like, oh, no, actually, if you get into this bit or change your controls to here, it actually is pretty good. But Balan, mm. Wonderworld, Wonderland, it was one of them had the Berenstein Bears, bears effect. The Berenstein Bears. Like- the, <laughs> hey, my porridge is too hot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my fucking porridge. <laughs> I swear to God, we've had this exact conversation every time we've talked about yeah. this game. I think we've that had to Google it to universe. find out which one is which. <laughs> no, you're misremembering that. <laughs> I don't think we had the Berenstain Burrs last time, though, so that's a, no, nice, no. That's a nice cheer wrinkle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like them. But, uh, um, but, yeah, anyway, that's a, commiserations. That's a shame. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, speaking of fucked um, up buggy games, actually... Uh, did you see that thing of how like the internal the development team of Cyberpunk before it released oh, yeah. had like an internal video going around that was like a compilation of all of the glitches and bugs and shit that they knew were in it. So like, I, I guess that's how it got out the door because the people making the game don't necessarily have a say. And even mm. though he would have been a producer or something, like the, just a game has to come out at some point. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that uh, internal video has been leaked and done the rounds, mm. and made just when they thought, just when people thought they couldn't be any more angry at Cyberpunk, yeah. something like this comes along and just fires them up all over again. I can speak um, from experience that it can be a very traumatic experience to have an internal video go viral. Uh, that that colonoscopy footage that got leaked of mine, boy howdy. <laughs> you don't want to see uh, you don't want to see a leaky colonoscopy f- footage bearing steam birds, maybe <laughs> didn't you have a viral vi- your viral video was um man takes a photo one photo of his colon um every <laughs> mildly viral the viral <laughs> load was low on that one that was a h1n1 not a, not a right, yeah. right 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 um, um I, I mean the all the talk uh, about Cyberpunk and CD Projekt Red has been that the developers, like the people making the game, knew all along the scope was too big. They, you know, wanted to delay it even further. I'm pretty sure that's come out as well. Like, 
we mm. don't want to release this game yet. Um, we mm. don't want to re- release it on consoles, certainly. Like, they wanted to m- release it on PC, like, in another year. Um, and it being leaked speaks to the fact that, well, not the fact, it speaks to the potential that they're still being sort of, um, di- terms are being dictated by the people looking at the money rather than the people looking at the creative right. output. You know, like, and that they're money- working on the game still. They're trying to fix it. They're trying to patch it and release they'll have to release DLC at some point because they you know said that they would and they have the Witcher and stuff but it sounds like they're probably still being told what to do by people who don't have a reasonable grasp of the timeline that money as well uh, is significantly lower there were reports of like not exactly how much they made but that they like Q1 earnings were way 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 less than projected for Cyberpunk not being able right. to buy it on a PlayStation probably contributes yeah. to that <laughs> But yeah, like, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the and the source code got leaked for that game and for The Witcher three, like enhanced edition for the new consoles and stuff. So maybe that video came out of those leaks. I'm not sure if it was right. like leaked by someone right. there who was like, "Look at what happened." But it's a fucking. It must be a nightmare to be in charge of anything over there at the moment. Yeah, or to, well, to yeah, be like, under charge. You know. Yes. Totally. <laughs> Last week I was uh, I was jizzing my little pants over Jason Shrek's book Blood Sweat and Pixels, <laughs> yes. which I've since finished, and I'm <laughs> yeah. now onto his uh, next book, uh, Press Reset, which is about uh, game development companies um, and how they just basically how game development can you can have a big game come out that's very successful, and then sometimes still within six months the company is shut down. It's about these like right. failures in game development, and then how certain people leave to go start their own thing. So it talks about a lot about Warren Spector and the teams that made Bioshock and all this kind of stuff. And it's it is fascinating, and that's a big thing that you learn is like yeah that that the money that dictates everything. Where often these guys that are working on the game know that they can't get it done in this time, and they have to go and like beg to get more time. Mm. But if it's got to come out in this fiscal year for this company to have their stock price not be fucked over. There's not a lot that can be done about it. But the big thing that I've been thinking while I've been reading these two books that just, you know, it's each chapter is just like a story about a different game. All I can think is that Jason Shrek's next book, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's all about cyberpunk. Yeah. Because it's like every every game that just has like one little chapter where it's like one little thing like this happening in the development of that game cyberpunk has had like all of them in some mm. in some way or another it's had like every issue you could possibly have and like hearing the actual team at some point talk about this if they're ever ready to mm. would just be fascinating because a lot of the time the public facing perception of this story is that yeah people love to think that there's some kind of nefarious thing at play where the company has done this deliberately to fuck them mm. over like you you know you saw it with Sean Murray and stuff but yeah you read these books and you just get much more of an insight into like they're hamstrung by a lot of other forces and they can't even publicly say what's going on mm. for whatever reason making a video game seems like it's the hardest thing in the world to do <laughs> yeah it seems <laughs> yeah. like yeah. it yeah. seems like it's impossible to do it well, I mean, people you know, talk about art by committee, right? And how that often leads to things being watered down, you know, not being as good as a unique, cohesive vision. And, like, video games are art by a committee of a thousand people in, in the case mm, of these blockbuster yeah. games. Like, it would be... It's not just fighting against the financial pressures and the timelines. It's it's also just the day-to-day, you know, difficulties of teamwork uh, leading to something... 
that everyone's proud totally. of. Like, it's hard. Uh, like yeah. a big budget movie, people are always like, whoa, imagine making a movie. But imagine making a movie and then everything you filmed the day before, the next day suddenly doesn't work. Right. And you don't know yeah. why and no one can fix it and you've just got to remake it or, you know, like it, it, it's way harder than being a mother. Yeah, I'm the parents' team first. Being a mother ain't that hard. I, I mean, Make I a worked, video game. I've worked in corporate stuff for uh, you know up until a few months ago. Like most of my professional career, and like there are so few things that I made because I obviously I, I worked as a creative in in corporate environments. There are so few things that I produced during that time that I'm actually proud of because it's all hamstrung by limited timelines, right. limited notice, uh, lack of budget. And people higher up having opinions that are not informed by like being a creative person, and it just never leads to things you're you're 100 proud of. Yeah, yeah, they uh, you're right, Adam. They talk a lot in this book about they use the metaphor of making a game is like making a a a, a movie where you're also building the camera as you're filming the film, right? right so right. people come in and they're like, all this work they've done, they're like, oh. So we've we've updated and we've changed and sort of like fixed and made better the software that you were using to make this game. And they're like, well, that now means that all the stuff that we've made so far isn't right. properly running in this engine that you've now updated. Right. Like we're, we're fucked. We're back to square one. Maybe, and also maybe the that's... writing of it too. Like the actual narrative mm. stuff is happening parallel to the, like the actual gameplay mechanics. Maybe that's what happened with that Wes Anderson. Uh, what's that film called? Fucking Habbo Hotel. <laughs> What's the what's the hotel movie that he made? Grand Grand Budapest. <laughs> yeah, hotel. maybe that's what happened. That's why it's all in different aspect ratios because he kept right, being right. So it's like every the game Grand- is Grand Budapest Hotel, but you meant for all of it to run in sixteen by nine. Right. Mm. No, I like the Grand Budapest Habbo Hotel. <laughs> yeah, it's a much better. Just film. a bunch of like much much older men hitting on children, but centered in the frame. Yeah, yeah. 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 What about okay? What about this? The Grand Budapest Hotel Quarantine. Is that something? Yes. Oh, now we're talking Is mad TV something? sketches. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're no, going I'm, for it. <laughs> I like following that original line. I'm looking forward to his new one, the French Club Penguin Dispatch. <laughs> um, what bottle, about bottle Rocket um, League? Bottle Rocket League. Bottle. <laughs> ah, yes. Uh, yes. Um, yes. Fuck. No, I've got. Just give me three <laughs> seconds, <laughs> and I'm gonna. Uh, I just. Uh, fucking, fucking Zerg Rushmore. What's the Dog Island one called? <laughs> you just no, no, you've got it. to figure this. You figure this out yourself. <laughs> yeah, the Dog yeah, Island yeah. one, but it, they're Neopets instead. Fucking end the episode. Uh, oh yeah, I, I love Neopets. I love Neopets. Yeah, yeah, I love Neopets. Yeah, there you go. What's <laughs> What's the Dog Island one called? It's called Isle of Isle Dogs. Of dogs you you were so close. <laughs> <laughs> you had all the right words. I only saw. The version that was translated into Russian, and over there it translates as the Dog Island. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. That's yeah, the in Russia, the dogs put believable. you on a trash island. <laughs> <laughs> Had to completely reshoot the film. Didn't make any sense. <laughs> Bring those back. Bring those jokes back. Yeah. Mm, the, totally. In Soviet Russia, Russia, people still mm. like those jokes. Uh, uh, but yes, a lot of uh, co- big corporate stuff can be uh, can be very bad for games. But during the week, we got a presentation from a, I guess, st- still relatively small studio, uh, oh, yeah. a company called 
are they just called Panic? Panic Games? Yeah, um, I think maybe just Panic. I'm not yes. sure. Yes, I think they're just Panic. Uh, they yep, announced, they fuck, a little while ago now, uh, a, f- a few years ago now, um, a, a new little handheld console that they have been developing called the Playdate. It's yellow. It's got a little crank on the side of it that will be used for some of the games. And they announced that this would be launching with a, a kind of like a season of 12 games that you would get uh, included in the cost of the unit that would sort of be delivered to you uh, wirelessly. It's a little um, black and white uh, uh, screen. And they haven't really said in, there haven't been any updates on it for a little while. They did a presentation during the week where they sort of showed off a bit more about what it is. Uh, they announced that they are now working on double the amount of games for it. So it's mm. a subscription-based thing where it's uh, two games per week for 12 weeks that are just delivered um, over Wi-Fi uh, to the console and you're not going to know what they are before you get them. Uh, so they're kind of like a complete surprise little thing. And uh, yeah, this this trailer was, or this presentation was just so, like seemed like it was so clearly made by a team of people who are still uh, very much gamers, aren't out of touch with what people who play games want to see out of these kinds of presentations. It felt like a bit of a response to people who've been burnt by uh, some underwhelming, you know, Microsoft or Sony or Nintendo presentations because it was just so nicely put together and gave such a good impression of what this thing is and was just delivered with Mm. so much enthusiasm that... I thought the presentation looked great, and I think the console looks fucking awesome. I'm yeah. so excited to pre-order one of these. What did you guys think? I think it looks fantastic. I, It's not the kind of thing that I would jump on probably normally. Um, I think the crank looks cool. as a, It's like an analog controller, basically. Um, but what got me the most interested is the fact that Lucas Pope, who developed Papers, Please and Return of the Obra Dinn, is releasing his yep. next game on this. He's releasing a game called Mars After Midnight, I think is the name of it. Really? And, I think um, you're right, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, I believe, exclusive to this console. Um, and, yeah, man, I fucking love his games. Papers, Please, I came to a little late. Yeah. But conceptually was awesome, great idea. And I've been playing Return of the Obra Dinn this week and... Um, it's amazing. It's the best detective game that's ever been made if you genuinely want to figure stuff out. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. a really, that's that's the main thing that makes me really interested to get this console. And so that game is made in the style of this screen, so he's like the right. perfect fit for this little console, yeah. Yeah. I think I'm the same as Ben as well, where I normally wouldn't be interested in something like this, but the way that they put together that presentation, just like, hey, here's exactly what it is, and yeah. we know it's a bit stupid, but it's just meant to be a fun little goofy thing that you muck around with. Like, it is really appealing, and it's made the actual hardware by Teenage Engineering, who is a company who made, like, my dream synthesizer thing called an OP1. Right. And uh, look up some videos of that fucking thing on YouTube because it is so cool. That little, it's like a, a little synthesizer that's oh, really man. good for like looping and mashing stuff up. It's a really, really cool uh, it looks machine. Sick. It's way too expensive cool. for me to ever own one. But um, the little dock thing that they showed off as well, it like really sums up what this thing what the like uh, the, the ethos behind this thing is because the dock is like a Bluetooth speaker and a pen holder. Yes, right. So like, and they kicked off the, the presentation yeah. with that with that, which again was so like it felt to me like a bit of a tongue in cheek. This is maybe giving it too much credit, but like a bit of a comment on these kind of presentations of like they always kick off with something like a bit dumb and a bit <laughs> sort of like 
unnecessary, but that you're still kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. And at the start of it, I was like, oh, here we go. Is this just is this presentation just going to be all about this weird doc thing? But yeah, look, like having it as a little desk, uh, like a little mounted clock. Thing yeah, yeah, with yeah. A little pen. And they were like, here's five cool things it can do. And one of them was a pen holder. And they're like, mm. and we're going to ship it with a free pen. It was like. This is just <laughs> absurd, but I yeah. but I love it. Like two it, little pen yeah. buckets as well. You get one pen, but two buckets, <laughs> right. so you can put your own pen in there. And then it's got um, <laughs> the first app that they're putting on it is a port of it's an iPhone app. I cannot remember the fucking name of it for the life it's of me right Poolside now. Called Poolside FM. Yeah, I've I've had it's huge like problems streaming... with names today for some reason. <laughs> Crummy, but uh, the, the it's it, like a streaming radio I, station sort of thing. Yeah. I had it on my phone for a minute there and it's really cool. It's just got a really nice playlist of like chill, I, I guess you'd call them like synthwave or whatever. It's one of those sort right. of things where they have like the fake mm-hmm. 80s aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, having that thing, pumping out those songs on your desk with a nice little clock on it, yeah. I'm I'm in. And with these, the way they're yep. doing it, like, so you get the first season like as part of buying the unit itself, right? And then yep. seemingly yep. other seasons after that will be like a second subscription or a f- whatever. A second fee. Yeah, so that's yeah. the impression I get. They haven't really yeah. said too much beyond this first season and that it's uh, that it's 12 weeks. There'll be some little surprises. They showed off some little snippets of uh, a bunch of the games and they all, you know, they all look pretty different and pretty cool and like these interesting little indie experiences. But I, I even love the way that they rolled out Lucas Pope to show off his game where he basically... And again, this is I, I, when I say that it seems like it's made by people who've been burnt by some of these, the, the disappointment of being a fan and watching these bigger corporate uh, presentations where Lucas Pope's on there going, the transparency where he's like, I don't even really know what this is yet, <laughs> but he is like, a mi- here's just a minute of me playing it. And right. he's like, yeah, that's kind of all I've got at the moment. I don't, I don't really know what else I'm doing, but I'll figure it out. When, you know, any yeah. other bigger company would go, well, we can't show it until it's completely fully formed. But they get that people, gamers just want to see, they just want to see something. They want to see even just a little yeah. morsel and get excited by it. Like it doesn't have to be also a fully got, fleshed out trailer. They've got the other half where they're like, if you don't want spoilers for what these games are going to be, then like even on their website, you can click a button that'll just turn all the screenshots of the games into question marks, which I think is really cool because yep. part of the fun mm. of it seems to be getting that little surprise. And it's got built-in um, like developer support stuff, so you can make your own games for it as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's sort of an unlocked game system, right? I, I, I was tr- trying yeah. to figure out if that was sort of an official thing, but you can just sort of like, not as a developer, as a consumer, just like pop stuff on it and, make and your own see shit. if it works. Yeah, yeah. So I think I'm, also... I'm with you. It looks really cool. Yeah, I, I think design-wise as well, like. I know this is dumb, but it it looks good as an alarm clock. Like you know, like yeah, you, yeah. you no, go totally. on like a it's not dumb a, at all. A designer website, like you know, like the MoMA shop or whatever, and look at a sick looking clock that costs two hundred bucks. Like mm. this does that and plays games. So I I'm just and hold I, your pen. Yeah. Don't and, forget that. Sorry, yes, you hold your pen too, and the pen looks cool that they give you. So I'm all in. The, yeah. They haven't said when pre-orders will happen yet, so it seems kind of because everything's all shortagey at the moment. They were very open about like pre-orders will be up sometime, I think, in July. July, and we'll tell yeah, you a week yeah. beforehand. Yeah. And then they said, the, yeah. the plan is not to cut off pre-ordering, but basically every pre-order will put you in a position in the queue, and yep. they'll ship them out as they get them. So it could be a bit of a yep. fuck, you know, because everything is at the moment with technology being involved. 
Uh, but yeah, it looks really cool. At but no again, I, I thought it, it was. Like uh, boy. Mm, mm. I thought it was so nice that they were just completely transparent about that. They were like, "There might yeah. be holdups. We're going to do our best, but we're not going to cut you off. Um, we're not going to just open pre-orders. We're going to give you a week's notice." Um, and and one other thing that's worth mentioning too is that they. I think this is the only part of the presentation that we haven't covered yet. Is that they said that they have fought. They've they've set up. Uh, a new little studio of that is comprised uh, predominantly or exclusively of um, uh, marginalised voices was, was oh, right. what they were saying. So to sort of give a bit of front and centre to some uh, creators that have, you know, traditionally not had um, front and centre kind of uh, placement in, in projects that they've worked on. So, again, that is a really cool kind of forward thinking and very progressive and, uh, and, and admirable kind mm. of thing to to prioritize in in making this little thing which which yeah you know you wouldn't think for a lot of other people would be would even think to have it as a priority but it it yeah i thought i thought just everything about this presentation from how it looked and everything was just they knocked it out of the park it was fucking that's yeah very cool and then also kind of funny to be like guess what you get to be front and center now on this little yellow game boy with a crank <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> It'd be yeah. great. The marginalized voices, the the game that they create on it. It's like you turn the crank, and it's that old thing where it just like <laughs> flips the bird <laughs> on the up screen. The middle finger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fuck you all. <laughs> where were you ten years ago? <laughs> <laughs> I think with the delay stuff, at least they're not like they're not trying to ship these with um, you know G Force fucking thirty seventies. Like, hopefully, mm. it's not as as big of an issue as like a PS five or whatever. But um, yeah, it right. looks awesome. I'm in there day one as soon as I can pre-order. Yep. I'm hopping straight on Same. it. Uh, I'm I'm fucking really excited. And just I also, yeah, I, I we've sort of glossed over like the main thing of of what it is, but I just love the idea of once a week you pick up this thing and it's just got two brand new things on it that you don't know what they're going to be yep. until you open them up. Yeah. I think that's such a fucking neat idea. Um, and yeah, it's like basically a, almost a quarter of the year worth of, um, worth of regular content that you're getting on it. I think that's, mm-hmm. and I, I like in the trailer that they're like, some of the games you'll like, some of them you won't. That's fine. <laughs> like, I like that use yeah. of language. That's um, life. That's yeah. life, baby. Well, it's a game yeah. that I don't know if any of us will like. Um, I certainly wasn't that into the trailer was DICE and EA's new Battlefield game entitled mm. Battlefield 2042. Yeah. Mm. It's, uh, it, it looks... So they didn't show any gameplay of it at no. all. The trailer was all just uh, sort of Battlefield shit happening in a cinematic thing. Yeah, it's people jumping out of planes and shooting rocket launchers and... Uh, there's a big weather effect is their new thing. There's like dynamic mm. weather that'll come through and maybe tear up the map that weirdly they came out and said wasn't political. The climate <laughs> catastrophe stuff <laughs> is not a political comment. It is just yeah. gameplay, which seems like a strange thing to qualify. But yeah, it's set in 2042, which... Just we- quickly, I'll be, I'll be 66. I'll be... Uh, 65. I'll be 65. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. I don't know what I'll be. You'll be 63. Honestly, what are we now? 21? 62. So I'm 30? 60, so I'll be... 62. I'm 21, yeah. No, I won't. I won't be in my 60s by then. I'll be in my 50s. Won't I? You'll be... I'll be... 60. I was 10 no. in 99. Be... 20 in 2009. I'm 30 in 19. Oh, yeah, 40, you'll be 29. 
Just add 31 onto what you are now. Yeah, I'll be in my 50s. We'll all be in our 50s. Yeah, it's only 21 years away. It's not 31 Listen, years in 21 away. years, 20? you come back to me <laughs> oh, and you yeah. tell me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. We'll settle yeah. this in two decades. Because the yeah. time between now and 2042 is about the same amount of time as between now and when the original Battlefield 1942 came out. Mm. Right. Is this is this another Berenstein Bears thing or is this just me being bad at maths? Uh, <laughs> I'd love... <laughs> the latter. <laughs> it's definitely the latter. <laughs> I'd love to pin it on some kind of big sociological thing, but I think I'm no, out of luck. Back before the universe is split, 10 used to be 20. So <laughs> you got it right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a world out there where you're a fucking idiot. Um. <laughs> I remember Tommy as being called Coca-Cola <laughs> and he also wasn't a dumb. <laughs> um, so yeah, they crammed this trailer full of like battlefield memes, like you said, Knox the jumping out of the the airplane yeah. and shooting the rocket launcher. Um, there's like a dumb remix of I think it's Kickstart My Heart playing in the background. Yeah, yeah. isn't it a dumb remix? It fucking sucks. <laughs> it's, it's awful. So bad. Uh, um, but uh, I I also had the thought the entire way through this trailer of like 2042 seems. Like it, it's too far in the future for what is happening in this trailer. This looks like because they have one of those fucking Boston Dynamics robot dogs. It's like that's going to mm. be the next war that we're in. That could be three years from now. That was the main thing <laughs> I thought <laughs> from this trailer. Twenty forty two isn't that far away though. We'll only be in either our fifties or sixties. Who's to know? So yeah, it yeah. is like a near we, future. We might Same be twenty one. I don't know. <laughs> uh, the yeah, I'm I'm. I'm up for playing another Battlefield game. They're goofy and they're right. fun. And uh, I don't know if this is exactly what I was... Ki- so they've said they're ditching single-player campaign stuff and, like, Battle Royale things. It's just traditional Battlefield. Mm. It seems as though from all the... There's been some kind of leaky stuff come out about it that it's, like, in the style of Battlefield, like, 3 mm-hmm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Or there was 2142 that was a futuristic one. But, like, traditional... Now, old-fashioned battlefield where it's just multiplayer. There's lots of people in there, and you're taking zones yep. and doing ridiculous shit, which could be fun. That was my favorite. That's the one that I sunk. Like, that's probably the multiplayer shooter that I've put the most time into. I loved Battlefield Three. Um, those mm. great, yeah, like rolling hills, getting in a tank, seeing the entire map, you know, on, in front of you, and um, like good progression, good weapon unlock stuff. Like I genuinely, yeah, enjoyed that game. So that's the big difference again now with any multiplayer game these days is that you're paying for the season content, you're paying for the full game itself at the start, unless you've got like a subscription to the EA Plus thing, which maybe right. means Game Pass will have it too. It's so confusing exactly how much money they're going to ask you for if you were to play this game for uh, six months. You know what I mean? So Yeah, right. Interesting. Because I've got EA Play. That is part of the PC Game Pass and, and I assume mm. normal Game Pass. I'm also not sure what that entitles me to. So, yeah. That- I think only some stuff from Origin comes into it because there was a period of time where, like, like you're not, you didn't get the new Mass Effect from it, I don't think. Right. So, I'm not sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> the, yeah, that, uh, the, and it, the, it's deliberately confusing because the the way that microtransactions work is they don't want you to quite be aware of how much money you're spending at any given time on the one right, product. Right. So uh, that's the bit that I'm you know expecting to be 
turned off of this game from. But old-fashioned kind of Battlefield, you know, 10 years plus ago style gameplay. Yeah, it might be fun. Yeah, yeah. 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 I always yeah. preferred it to, to Call of Duty. Um, it, yeah, it's cool that they are, you know, kind of occupying different spaces, weirdly, even mm. though on, on the surface they are very similar. Uh, you know what else is similar? <laughs> this year <laughs> to years past before 2020... Because E3's right. back, baby. Oh, yes. That's yes. it. Yeah, this is the last episode. We are, By the time next time you hear us, all the presentations will have happened. So we thought we would take the back end of this episode to do a bit of speculation, uh, throw out some wild predictions and, yeah, just chat through the um, the, the presentations that are coming up next week. And uh and, uh, and talk about what we're all excited for. And, uh, yeah, apologies if you're listening to this, um, uh, you know, well after the fact of E3. You can uh, have an extra good old chuckle at how uh, presumably <laughs> completely fucking wrong we've been. Um, if you're listening to this in 2042, you can look at a 50-whatever-year-old Tommy and be like, <laughs> and now your mind has decayed even more. Yeah. Tommy be like, what? Right. <laughs> Hunt me down. Hunt me down and go, how old are you today? Because I've yeah. got to settle a bet with you from a podcast from 2021. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, we've all got, I think, five different sort of predictions here. Mm-hmm. They're They're pretty, they're, I don't know, mine are like midfield. I think, Tommy, yours are a bit far field. I don't know about yours, Ben. But these are not so much what we think will happen, but what we would get excited by if we saw happen, right? Yes, that's that's certainly yeah. the perspective I've taken. What what do I wish mm. will happen? Um, and that is completely divorced from whether or not I think it's likely. I also right. wish for yes. a divorce. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> well, we're all let on me the tell same you, page. it's very likely. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm starting up a second podcast studio in my house to just seal the deal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have three man caves. Um, uh, who wants right, to go who first? Wants to kick us off? <laughs> oh, well, uh, Tommy and I both like asked, so that means <laughs> okay, Adam so has to I'll go s- first. Yeah. <laughs> Okie dokie. I can go first, and yep. uh, then um, I say we go Ben and then Tommy. And All right. Keep going in that loop because that's the orientation that my Zoom windows are set up in. Sweet. Uh, I'll start with the thing that I think is the most likely to happen, but that would also probably make me. Uh, is also probably the thing I want to see the second most out of my list. <laughs> okay. All right. So Not it's the a, least, an obvious one to the, start with. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sweet. Uh, I want to see Elden Ring. Ooh. I honestly don't think it'll show up again this year. I think it probably won't be there still. It seems like that is taking them a while and... Uh, they have been very cagey about it, barely mm. saying anything. Elden Ring, if if you don't remember, is the uh, FromSoft their next game after you know Bloodborne and Sekiro and Dark Souls and all of those. It's those people. Next one's called Elden Ring. There was like a leaked trailer at some point earlier this year that showed some stuff that was like an internal thing from quite a while ago, but they've never properly shown actual footage of this game. I believe there was like one kind of cinematic trailer, but they've never shown the game being played and I want to see Elden Ring. I want to play Elden Ring and I want them to change the name so I don't have to keep feeling embarrassed every time I say Elden Ring. Is Elden Ring the <laughs> game that George R.R. R. Martin was supposed to be writing the background for, the, the lore? That's yes. the one. 
Yeah. And weirdly, this game has taken a lot longer than people thought it would <laughs> and has kind of not been gotten a lot of information about. So the final yeah, chapter is going to suck. It's going to be... Actually, no, he didn't write the final chapter <laughs> of the show, did he? Um, no, he never will, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The game um, itself, yeah, is from Softcross with some lore stuff from George R. R. Martin and uh, I just want to play more uh, games that they make because I'm a big fan of all of them. Well, guess what? I'm going next and it's fucking perfect because my... One of my wish list predictions, revelations for E3 is Elden Ring is announced or revealed and uh, is said to include a fucking easy mode. That's my wish Uh. list E3 reveal. Elden Ring has difficulty settings to let little babies like me be able to play it. Yep. Yep. My wish list is that you both would get good at video games. <laughs> That's on my wish list for E3. That you fucking grow up and play too many video games like me. <laughs> but, I mean, like, obviously, I, I assume their sales are fine. You know, all of their games have done okay. But if you revealed that Elden Ring, a game that, yeah, is going to wrap in this huge cultural sort of figure, George R.R. R. Martin, if, mm. it, if it has difficulty settings... People can still play it on hard, but I I really wanted to play through Demon Souls. I wanted to play through Sekiro. And, you know, like it just wasn't good enough. I want I want an easy I'm with, mode. Yeah, I'm I'm with you, Ben. I know this is like a this is a very, very like controversial uh topic for the people who love these games, as I understand it. They're very vehement that no, that's the whole point. Mm. And of course, yeah, the counter argument to that is that you can still play it in the way that you want to play it. And we're starting to see this more and more, these accessibility options and Mm. this idea of difficulty being less about an option at the start where it says, ah, you know, we'll go easy on you. And we'll, you know, the the game will be a bit, you'll just like breeze through it. And, And it just being a bit, you know, the stigma feels like it is being taken away a lot in the sense of difficulty and also just general accessibility. Like, sure. as I understand it, uh, the new Ratchet and Clank has like a massive, massive submenu of like um, accessibility options in terms of like visibility and stuff. And people who can't see the screen as well, you can right. you can make it so that uh, certain stuff is just it. You, mm. you can make it so that the backgrounds are just grey and then the main character is just like bright red on the screen. Last so of Us 2 these, last year had mm, yeah. that sort of stuff in it as well. And you could definitely do it in this game. The The one thing that I think uh, is the, the consideration for, for it is that it is meant to be like an online game, but you could make it so that a character you started in easy mode could just never go online. And then yeah, you're, then you're uh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't think they'll ever do it because I think they're too... They're too beholden to that very, very deep core fan base who I yeah. think would, unfortunately, and, and, and incorrectly, I should say, uh, I think they would view that as like a massive, massive betrayal of what they like about these games. So mm. I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I hope that happens, but it's something about I, yeah, something I don't about think them just makes me think that... Mm. There's no reason not to include it in an offline mode other than... I think those games are a little bit still in that thing of like, you know how games when they even would have an easy mode would call it like, you're a fucking pussy mode. Yeah. Yes. And then, yes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. 
Good call. I, why not? I'll still play it in a man can size mode, <laughs> but uh, you can play it in whatever you want. Have normal I mode would... still be hard? You know, have normal mode yeah. be as right. hard as all the other games are. Have an eat like that's that would be the way to frame it. But some kind yeah. of concession. It almost feels like it would take another company to make a game that is basically a a rip off of that genre, or a you right. know, doing doing their version of that game. And them have it in it and get a lot of um, praise and massive sales off the back of it. Something like that would have to happen from another party to make From Software mm-hmm. go, all right, mm. there's something in this. We could probably look into this as well. But yeah. 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 Wow. I, no, I'm with you. I'm, I'm baby. Um, <laughs> my, uh, okay. Here's, here's my one. I reckon uh, the Microsoft show. Uh, very interested to see uh, what they've co- got coming down the pipeline. Uh, my big prediction and something that I would love to see happen, I think that uh, after seeing the response a couple of years ago that uh, that these characters got when they were revealed as playable in Smash Brothers, I reckon Microsoft have called up Rare and gone, listen, cunts, you're making a new Banjo-Kazooie, Ooh. whether you fucking want to or not. Tommy, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> just in case this is difficult to edit, I'll just say <laughs> before you before you so rudely interrupted my loud doorbell going off because I got a package. <laughs> you were saying new banjo kazooie. The number one on my list is this, and I want to know. So we we came. This was the one I thought that you might have as well as me. Right, right. Is a third yep. banjo kazooie game. I want you. Uh, let's have a competition that Ben will be the judge of mm-hmm. for who wrote yep. down the better third title for Banjo Kazooie. Oh hell yeah! Okay. Oh okay. I didn't even. Well, is it the third or is it the fourth? Nuts and bolts, I reckon, is a side thing. Yeah. I think okay. if they were to do a new one, they would they would call it the third one. So it went Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie, and then Bill Gates comes on stage oh, crying because right. yeah. Melinda's still gone. And he says, everybody, we've got big news. Look forward this summer to what? Uh, Banjo-Kazoo 3. <laughs> exactly what I wrote yeah. down. It's a tie. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's a winner. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's I mean, it, it sounds dumb, but it's no worse, it's no worse than Tui, like... Because it was it ba- it was Banjo Tui, not Banjo Katui. Yeah. It should have been yeah Banjo Katu Banjo Kazoo Three. Yeah, that always I that fantastic. always really that always really irked me that like I know when they internally they would have been calling it Banjo Kazooie Two and then at some point right. someone probably said that as a joke, but it always really irked me that they just got like one of the main characters' names out of the title. Mm. It always seemed a bit <laughs> it always seemed a bit <laughs> rough to me. Yep. Well, I think Banjo-Kazoo 3 would be a great name as well because for a long time I had written down here Banjo-Kazoo 3Z. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, it ban- yeah, I would love a new Banjo, proper 3D platformer. Yep. That's what you're thinking, I, yeah? I don't think that this is th- that insane because, like no. I said, when they were announced two years ago as being in Smash Brothers, people, people went nuts. I think Microsoft would have been taking a look at that yeah. And again, like to go back to a lot of the kind of corporate ownership stuff that comes up in Jason Shrek's books. Uh, if you're Microsoft, <laughs> you've had Rare for all this time, and you're you, they seem to be getting very little for that for mm. that investment. And I I could understand Rare perhaps not wanting to do this, 
But if you're Microsoft, I reckon you're coming in and you're not giving them a lot of say. You're going like, we bought this great legacy studio that has all this goodwill for it and you haven't turned out any kind of game that's like the sort of thing that you used to make that's what we bought you for. So Rare, get fucking Rare cracking. <laughs> they're doing Sea of Thieves. Mm-hmm. And people seem to like that game now. I yeah. played it for like a little bit and wasn't super into it. But people who are playing Sea of Thieves seem to think it's almost like No Man's Sky kind of thing. Like kind of come along a long way. They've got... Well, Rare making that other game with the uh, like animals in the forest or whatever. There was some trailer. Do you remember that thing? I remember that trailer. Yeah. I don't remember what it's uh, called. Oh, yeah. Like polygonal looking animals. So they're working on mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. So whether That's they'd have right. room for three, but I would love my, cause none of us really liked ukulele the first one. Right. Mm. But uh, Super first Mario. One, hey. The first one was no good. The The second one that's a 2D platformer, I really enjoyed. Right. I think it's a, it's so, a lot better as a 2D game than a 3D one. Right. I guess that doesn't bode well for doing another 3D uh, banjo, but the mm. cat fucking mode of Super Mario 3D, world what was that called again mm. bowser's fury bowser's fury that yeah. has totally reinvigorated my hunger for platformers earlier this year right well it's so an I'm interesting totally thing the idea of like a new banjo kazooie being made because if it's made by rare it would be being made by people who didn't really have anything to do with the original i guess so you know it's not it's, right. it's not the same team so whether or not they something could happen i i don't know how yeah, I, I don't know how likely it is, and I uh, especially since if they don't or if they're not going to make it, whether that means that Microsoft just have to release the rights back to whoever Platonic. What? But they've been yeah. acquiring so many studios lately. Maybe yeah, they've got an announcement at E3 where hey, we acquired these other people and we're getting them to make Banjo. I did. That was my yeah. one thought. That's the one thought. If you were like the person in charge being like, how can we genuinely make the best version of this? I reckon that's what you would do. Yeah. Bring them back into the fold. Give them the budget that they might need to make this really well. Yeah. 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 And then you put a chip in every copy of Banjo-Kazoo 3 and then you can track everyone. <laughs> that's but their plan. Banjo-Kazoo that's 3G. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> it's all there. You can you can track them when they're playing banjo kazooie. Oh, he's in his living room. We've got him. <laughs> oh, he's on his phone because of uh, the power of the X Cloud. He's on a train. <laughs> it all comes together. That's why they want you to do the fucking game pass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, mm-hmm. they know. Uh, well, that's my turn as well. So uh, Ben, what did you have? Uh, my next uh, thing that. Uh, there's absolutely nothing to indicate this will happen, but Cardboard Computer, developers of Kentucky Route Zero, announce that they're making a new game. That yeah, might nice. be my number one, honestly, if that was yep. announced. Yep. Could be part of the PC gaming showcase, could be somewhere else. Uh, I don't give a fuck. I just want them to make another game because we all love Kentucky Route Zero. And um, they also grew so much as developers um, I can just imagine their next game being fantastic. So, yeah, Cardboard Computer, mm. shout-outs to you guys. Please make another game. Yeah, yeah, that would you be great. You better listen to Ben. <laughs> if you don't do what he says, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you to fucking s- suck off. Yeah. yeah. And don't, how about you and suck don't off, it, Cardboard Computer? How about you? Because I would. suck off. <laughs> And don't make it episodic because the only mm. reason 
I thought Kentucky Route Zero worked as an episodic game was because I got onto it after all of the episodes <laughs> right. had come out. Right. I don't want you to bring out a cool new thing and have to play it over six years. Uh, how about you guys? Yeah. No, thank you. How about you guys make a huge, fully complete, perfect game or suck off? <laughs> Just <laughs> suck off. Um, that's a good point. I don't want to wait seven years. Hopefully, they have the resources now, the clout, the backing to spend all of their time on making these games because I assume this was like a part-time thing initially. I would think they wouldn't want to do it in that way again, for sure. Maybe rather than episodic uh, chapters of a complete game, I'd love to see just small... Mm. You know, uh, bite-sized kind of games from them, even and sure, make several sure. fully of them formed, over yeah, the course of seven games, years. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Why not? Yeah, because yep. it's tough yeah. to make a video game, Jason. Honestly, Jackson, if so. they, these guys wanted to make a movie, <laughs> I'd watch that. You know, like fucking, they're, they're yeah. clearly yeah. genius writers, fantastic musicians. Um, cardboard computer making another game—that's one of my one of my things. One of my top five. That nice. Was, yeah, Kentucky's so good. Uh, okay, here's my next one. And uh, look, this is this is not what I want to happen. This is what I think will happen. Okay. And this this pains me to say. This goes against every 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 sort of you know desire that I have. Okay. But I think when They're it comes to give Nintendo, women the vote. When it comes to Nintendo I can't believe that Tommy I can't believe you said that And then I edited it in So it seemed like you really said it (laughs) Sorry Uh, when it comes to Nintendo No no Switch Pro reveal That's my prediction When I'm getting it I think that might be That might be the most likely Of everything we've said so far I reckon that is 99% going to happen because it probably would have happened by now. We're recording this the day before E3 starts and we've heard nothing yeah. except some new reports saying that it's not going to happen. So, like, there are rumours, well, but, yeah, I, I reckon you could be spot on, Tommy. Yeah, I don't think we talked to, We talked about this off the air, but I was thinking about it during the week where uh, after last episode we there was a, a lot of uh, conjecture that it would be happening, the reveal of the console would be happening that week. Mm-hmm. And the more I thought about it, the more it seemed like, well, that kind of doesn't make sense because for it to happen before E3 because what are you going to show on it? Like that, there's, you know, you'd want to show it running a new game that that looks to take advantage of that. But if they haven't announced, you know, if they haven't shown off any of those games yet, they can't have that happen in a trailer for the hardware. Like it would just be kind of like undermining the reveal of the game. Mm-hmm. And then I went back and I read their press for um their their tweet uh, announcing their direct presentation. And uh, yeah, I completely missed this the first time around, but the word exclusively is in the tweet when they say focusing on software. They say focusing right. exclusively on software. So... Right. Uh, yeah, again, I I just don't I just don't think it's happening. Here's what I do think we'll get in their um in their E3 direct. I think we'll have a 15 minute deep dive on Mario Golf, which is out 10 days after the presentation. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. I think there'll be an announcement of the Nintendo Switch Gold library of games, a lineup of some of the Switch's best selling games, 
re-released at a discount price so that they can finally start porting games from the Switch onto the Switch. Um, <laughs> yep. There'll be a tease of a new Mario Kart game, which is uh, free-to-play Battle Royale yes. mode only. Yes. Um, and uh, the debut of, of a new trailer, a gameplay trailer for Breath of the Wild 2, but they don't show the trailer. They announced a $60 Amiibo, which mm-hmm. unlocks the Breath of the Wild trailer on your console. So that's wow. that's that's... That's what I think we're getting out of the Nintendo Direct That's, in a week's time. That sounds incredibly accurate. And it, I guess it turns <laughs> out that if you have Stockholm Syndrome, one of the symptoms is knowing Stockholm back to front. You absolutely <laughs> know all the alleyways, all the little nooks and, and crannies. And I I can't wait to be sitting up until 2 a.m. Melbourne time to watch all of this happen live. <laughs> Pre-ordering that $60 Amiibo, first in line. Oh, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, because the more you think about it, like, yeah, there hasn't been news of a Switch Pro yet, but there has been news of electronic component shortages that we mentioned earlier. Like, right. everyone's being impacted like that. And there are a couple of pretty hopeful seeming articles of like, here's why the Switch Pro wouldn't be affected. But like, it's a computer. It would be. So, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yep. that that could definitely be true. Well, that kind of leads to my maybe... Um, this one is a little boring, but it is something that I would like to see. Mm. Uh, I would love to see more old games come in a new consoles. I love the PS5 and the Series X. I think they're going to be around for ages. Mm-hmm. And the Switch and the S- Switch Pro that will happen probably one day, but maybe not t- this week. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to be a... like I like the Nintendo Switch Online games. PS Now seems cool if you're in the US, but we don't have it here. I would love for every company to go in here. By the way, here's a ton of old games that you can now play on cloud stuff that that is a full backlog of stuff you'd want to play and you get for 10 bucks a month or whatever. Just It's the sort of service that I think a lot of people want. People are asking for backwards compatibility stuff. People seem to love it with Microsoft's thing. I would love to see companies yep. just go a little... I mean, Sony's not even going to be there, so they won't do it. But no. I guess I'm saying put Ocarina of Time on the Switch. I guess that's ultimately <laughs> what this boils down to. So I, 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 mean, anyone, I might have wasted a turn. <laughs> if anyone was going to do it and get me excited about it, it probably would be Sony. It would be um, the yeah. PlayStation Plus collection is now a one step closer to being a Game Pass-like replacement. But yeah. instead of you know dropping the latest Sony first-party games on it, it is a virtual console, you know, back backwards catalogue of a bunch of cool shit that you can't easily buy anymore. But, yeah, like you said, they're not going to be at E3, so no. it's not going to be there. They, they sort of have that with PS Now, but yes. uh, I would just love for every company to... Or, or, or for, for video games in general to find a good way that isn't piracy mm. of letting old games be purchasable these days. And I know that right. legal rights and all that sort of stuff is very complicated, but this is fantasy world. And there's some guy who comes on one of the stages. And he's like, guess what? All video games are free now. I guess that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> they're free. You can you play can them all like... on the one thing. Yeah. And yeah they're exactly. all free. Um, <laughs> Fuck. I did waste that turn. All right. Well, whatever. <laughs> no, that's, I'll be back again. But, but we, we talk about this so much on this show since Microsoft announced Game Pass and maybe even before is that it, we are yeah. going to have a point where every company has basically their Netflix of games running on their console. Mm. Might 100%. take 10 years. It is going right. to happen and it would be cool to see a company like Nintendo that has the, – and they kind of have that already with the with the Switch Online stuff and the NES 
SNES, but yeah, yeah, just a company that has a legacy coming out and going, bang, here's our big announcement. Taking Ten bucks a month and you get everything. All those things that are almost there, if they just took that extra little, they've mm. done two out of the, the hop. You know that Olympic sport where you do a hop, skip and a jump? Triple jump. Triple jump. They've yeah. done yeah. two. Yeah. They've done mm-hmm. two. You're nearly in the sand pit. Get in there <laughs> well, and build the sand, sand castle, which is, I assume, the ending of that sport. Yep. You've done the hop, you've done the skip, but baby, it ain't nothing without the jump. <laughs> it's jumping time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm really on board. Yeah. <laughs> you could forgo the hop and the skip if you just do the jump. That's fine. If you did a big but enough just jump. just skip by itself, nothing. I think the judges will be like, you didn't do the hop or the skip, but you're like, look at the fucking size of that jump. And without well, a hop long or skip, I'm the best ever. <laughs> right, exactly. They'd be like, but you're also, in the wrong place, but you'd you know, be v- like, yeah, but I'm still... In terms of video games, Jumpman became Mario. Skipman and Hopman, where are they? Consigned to the yeah. trash heap oh, of history. Hey, I'll tell you where they are. Can I, uh, can I, sorry, can I head you off at the pass and jump in with one of mine? Oh, okay. If it's and a then good Ben, you way. do too. Just because right. uh, Hopman and Skipman would be right at home in the world of a game that I would love to see announced, a 3D platformer reboot. Um, bring into a new generation Capcom announcing a 3D new Mega Man. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Yeah, that 3D. definitely won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> 3D Mega Man, 3D platformer. Okay. They did a couple of 3D Mega Men or Mega's Man, whatever the pluralization yeah. of Mega Man is. Did they? They did those ones on like the original PlayStation. There were Mega Man Legends. I reckon oh, it was yeah. called. Uh, and I think that people like them now. Uh, you, you could make a 3D Mega Man. I think Surely. through playing uh, Resident Evil and Monster Hunter quite recently, it's got me thinking about what a cool company Capcom is and they've got so many great IPs and thinking like, right. yeah, that Mega Man, he's been sitting a bit dormant for a little while. If they made a truly like impressive visually next-gen 3D Mega Man platformer. Yeah. If you did it right, it could be something really fucking cool, I reckon. Mega Man but, Mega uh, Man is a good IP, but uh, I think my favourite intellectual property is Freely. <laughs> you ever heard of that? I don't know a quicker way to say it. <laughs> Do you know a quicker way to say it? <laughs> intellectual property Freely? No, I can't think of like one if you personally. Could, the Freely Inky series. Freely? No, you could shorten it even more, I think. <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> I piss everywhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, Ben, you do you do too now because yeah. You what, do you, all right. what do you got? Um. Okay, let's go with my one that's probably the most likely to happen out of what I got left. I reckon Square will have a Final Fantasy VII remake two teaser. Yes, that's one of mine oh, as well. Nice. I'd, I'd like to see it. Um, and I think it's rem- it's it's within the realms of possibility, but. You know, they just dropped yeah. um, Integrate and the, the DLC. People are thinking about yep. it. Um, they've also, like, they've already had something, like, in terms of their timeline, they've dropped some DLC, people have bought it, and they're not going to muck up the sort of, you know, people's planning processes by, um, yep. you know, dropping this this teaser now. Um, I would love to see it. I, I really love this game, and... Um, uh, as we discussed, I think Knox, we did that, that spoiled spoiler sealed section yeah. about the ending. I'm curious to see what the next one looks like. Me too. Well, mm. and now yeah. that they've got 
all of the sort of fixed and next generation y kind of running PS5 version of it where they fixed the door, they did all of that yep. shit. Yep. And there's the engine is clearly on its way to being, you know, the sort of one you'd want for a next gen version of the game. Right. You're right. Maybe we could get a little just a little stinger of like yeah, yeah. I don't know, some bit from like the second portion of that game. I don't know what you'd choose well, yeah, they- as your like train mm. equivalent they sh- they showed off the first right. one originally with just a purely cinematic teaser right so it's not like you even necessarily have to have the game fully up and running to sure. have something nah. to show off of it that's in true. that capacity yeah. yeah this is like yeah my prediction ben was uh mm. yeah my prediction was uh yeah we get a teaser for this and then the release date at the end of the trailer just says hopefully sometime before the polar ice caps melt <sighs> and uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and then it still misses that uh, release date. Still gets yeah. Delayed, I hate it uh, when when that. games just put up a release date that they know they're not going to make. That's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, uh, so yeah, that's that's one. Have, how many more do you have left? Oh yeah, Ben's got two two goes. Yeah, so I got I got two left, and one of them I will say now. Uh, cool. This is the least likely because it's based on a pun. Um, but I would love to see the people who made Disco Elysium make yeah. Discworld Elysium. <laughs> if you have read those books, you would know that, especially the Night's Watch group of characters in Discworld, um, would fit perfectly into the style of game that Disco Elysium is. And the yeah. writing that they'd like, you know, alcoholic, depressed, complicated hopeful, intelligent characters in an interesting world is Disco Elysium. And Discworld has never had a good adaptation, whether it's TV, film, or video games. Like, the video game came out, like, that came out 30 years ago might have been good, but it's not something I'm playing today. I would love to see a a Discworld game made by people who can make good sort of um, mystery character adventure games. Yeah, there was awesome if this was the only one of these that came true. (laughs) 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 There were some point and clicks, I think, in the 90s that people people liked, but I've never played them. And there was like an animated show that I remember liking as a kid. But yeah, waking Mm. up drunk and acting more pork or whatever, be cool. Totally. Yeah, that's that's the the least likely to happen because, yeah, it's like, well, it's just based on the name. But fuck, I would love it. so yeah. yeah, Tommy, what is, is it your what turn is, now? Oh, I think we've I've lost Ben. I can't hear Ben. I can't hear you either, Ben. What about now? The, the, oh man, the government knows about Discworld. <laughs> They're trying to shut him down. <laughs> if you're uh, like, we'll you'll still be in the recording, so we'll find out what you say later. But I can't hear a jack shit yeah. of what you're saying now. All right, what about now? Yeah, oh, there, there you yeah, are. That's better. Birds flying over the Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you've got one more I've got two more Tommy Do you have one more Two more uh, I'm out of like big ones I've just got like A kind of a list of um, Just sort of smaller things That I'm, cool. I'm interested To see more of So well, let do, me chuck do in big a, ones And then I'll rattle through them I'd love to see There's rumours of it happening There's rumours of it Being a remake But I'd love to see A, a new Like Metal Gear Solid 6 Just keep it going <sighs> Give me a new Metal Gear Solid. Ooh. Maybe oh. reboot it. Maybe, but I would love to just see it Ooh. just fucking drive this thing even further. Fuck me up. Wow. Without the great man. Yeah, you, no you, great you're man. You're fine yeah. without the great man being involved. Wow. Just you got to get someone in there who like it meditates 
three hours a day trying to get into the head of Kojima just looking at a Playboy centerfold. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, but it's it, there's rumors of a new Metal Gear Solid. I hope that it's not just a remake because I think I'd be less interested in that. But like a reboot of it, I know yeah, that the, right. I'm drawing kind of a thin line between what's what, but uh, some kind of Metal Gear Solid thing and for that to be good. Okay. Give me that um, shit. I don't think I have the faith that it would be good. You know, like I, I I would like a good Metal Gear Solid 6, but I don't have the faith that if they do one, it will be any good. Yeah, I'm sort of the opposite to you, Adam. I would be more interested in a remake because I've never played any, or I've never played any of them. But uh, right. I, I, I really enjoyed doing the the premium Bandcamp episode that we did, where mm. you went through all of them, and that kind of made me go, oh, I'd love to play, uh, you know, one of these older ones, like updated for more modern consoles. I have the sense that they would be more likely to do a better job yeah. of that than they would be to do a good job of a a brand new one. Well, let me chuck a part B onto this then. Uh, oh, a ground Because we also see we see Kojima's new game. Mm. Whatever they're yep. working on now, that that gets a little bit of a teaser. Yeah. Too. Yep. Okay. Again, now you're, now you're cinematic trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cinematic Death Stranding style. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Doesn't need to have gameplay ready to show. Just a just a weird little one minute. Yeah. What the fuck is this? Short Show me film. some shit yeah. that doesn't make sense. Like I could, I could get the same effect. I want to get the same effect by just loading up six random YouTube videos and watching ten seconds of each. I want that to feel like <laughs> right. what watch, watching this trailer is like. Yeah, yeah, I'm yep. on board with that one. Absolutely. Um, well, look, I don't know how likely this one is, um, given the fact that Anthem was recently, you know, categorically. No more support given to Anthem. Maybe mm-hmm. Bioware will go back to their roots, shift their focus, and we'll see a reveal that Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 3 is in development. Okay. <laughs> i got good news for you, Ben. Yeah? Because from the press releases, Star Wars The Old Republic Online is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 3 through 7. I remember they said that at some point that they were like, "Yeah, we've made three. It was four expansions ago. We've made no, seven but now. Really, a really one, <laughs> a real <laughs> a one, shitty right. free online multiplayer game, a real, a third, or a new Bioware developed Star Wars single player story based game. Sure, because they're doing Mass Effect right now, right? But the 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 Star Wars license that went back open or something. So does EA still? have the right to make Star Wars games. Yeah, yeah, EA and, does. But everyone else also does. Uh, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. um, yeah, give me that. Give me some of that. Yeah. I've I and th- those original two are I think hold up. They are perfectly replayable now. Um, don't reboot it. Just do a sequel. Um, yeah. 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 Or just like a modern a modern day Star Wars setting. You know what I mean by modern day like the di- a different Star Wars setting, but do another RPG there because, like, I enjoyed Fallen yes. Order. Star Wars stuff works better in video games than in the films. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Modern day Star Wars. <laughs> Luke yeah. and the gang going and blowing up cancel culture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if Seinfeld was still on the air today, and also it was Star Wars? <laughs> Luke gets a cell phone. <laughs> Uh, all right, um, do you want my just quick, quick ones of things yeah. I'd, uh, I'd I'd like to see? Um, yeah, because was yeah, that I your mean, last was, one, Ben? 
Yeah, I think it was. Yep. Okay, cool. Well, Tommy, you do these and then I've got one bombshell. Okay. Right. Okay. Here, here's some rapid fire stuff. Obviously, uh, yeah, when it comes to Nintendo, yeah, I mean, I, I, all the big ones, it's barely even worth saying, but, you know, we, we all know what we want to see out of them at this point. So that, that all goes without saying. Metopia um, 2. More uh, Amiibo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd love to see whatever this Bethesda Indiana Jones thing is. Oh. Um, you know, unless it's unless it's called Indie Seventy Six and it's always online. Um, <laughs> Tommy's written I, some uh, little jokes for his. I know. Hey. I know. I like it. That's I like very this. good. Yeah, we should do these lists uh, every week. Just pick a topic. <laughs> um, I'd like to see more of Deathloop, even though that's uh, not out all that far away. I'm just just hmm. interested to see more in it because I think it looks cool. It could be really good. Uh, the wholesome direct indie showcase uh, oh, sounds cool. Yeah. It's just a it's just a um, a collection of indie games that are that they've deliberately positioned as like, hey, a lot of stuff at E3 is very like brash and loud, and this is just some kind of like chill little indie game experiences. And they've said that a couple of those are going to be launching like straight away. Um, so okay. I, I'm always into those sorts of games. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Um, I'd love to see Ubisoft come out with a, a Rabbids Mario sequel. Oh, yes. Uh, and uh. I think it is not completely insane to think that we might get our first little glimpse at GTA 6. Oh, I think you are That's insane, tr- <laughs> yeah. personally. You I will think- be in your 60s for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mario and Rabbits is the one thing that I didn't... Uh, Mario plus Rabbits 2 is the one thing I didn't have on my list because I thought you guys would. I'm glad you brought it up because... I don't think that's a crazy prediction. I think that could actually happen. No. And yeah, that was a I'd a forgotten about that game. game, to be honest. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah I, I've went, seen a few. It went so much better than everyone thought it would. So yeah, there was the first one was great and there's so much that they could expand on. Even just that yeah. little DLC was so cool. So yeah, that would be that would be awesome if that was in the works. Agreed. Great. Well, then the lights of E3 dim. Smoke fills the stage. <laughs> Uh, what plays? Maybe like I don't know, fucking Sandstorm. Who gives a shit? But <laughs> cool. Yep. You know yeah, how okay. Valve might. You, you hear these rumors that Valve might be making like their version of like a Switch, like a yep. like a little handheld PC. Well, what launches alongside it? You sons of bitches! Oh! But finally, it actually happens. They enjoyed making Alex, and they come out and they say, "Listen, everybody, it's here. <laughs> it's fucking." Team Fortress Three, or you know, some, <laughs> yeah. no Half Life Three. Yeah, I want ha- it could happen. We're living in a world where that's not crazy again, and I think this might be the year. Valve never says, "Hey, we're going to be at E3," but they did this totally. year. And so they're going to be reckon, what at the PC PC gaming showcase? I, I, I would think assume? so. Yeah, the rumor is that they've got some handheld, like a a, a, a handheld PC. That yeah, you would assume is mainly. For it's called a laptop, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> it's called carrying a monitor around. <laughs> yeah, carrying an iMac. <laughs> it's called this custom backpack I had made that holds my gaming rig, Apparently which is what I call a, my body. I would love to go to this place when we're allowed to. Um, there's a, a place in Melbourne where you play VR and you wear, uh, you wear a backpack that has a computer in it. So the, the yeah. VR rig is like really high oh, wow. powered. Um, that's not a prediction for E3. That's um, 
of reflection of real life. <laughs> something I heard. Uh, well, oh, maybe one might, day I don't know. We'll they might get up there and shout out a specific business in <laughs> Melbourne. You, know, you never know. That's true. It might be. It's the sort of weird fucking thing they'd be like, guess what? Half-Life 3 is exclusive to that. Yeah. <laughs> to this well, warehouse in Melbourne. There, there's a Far Cry game that's exclusive to, to this. I don't know. It's not just the Melbourne um, chain of, of things. It's... um. Yeah, there are g- games that are exclusive to this, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, um, all right. Uh, Valve, yeah. Valve handheld and uh, Half Life Three. Ah, uh, that's pretty good. What if? That's pretty good. What if? We could what be if you played Half Life Three on a little fucking Game Boy? Yeah, we could be Ooh. lording this prediction <laughs> as uh, as being correct in a week's time. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> Maybe not lording. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> I, I'm well, looking forward uh, to whatever it is going to actually be. I think it's fun to have right. E3 back in some form, and uh, I'm bracing myself to be underwhelmed by it. To be honest, I think COVID existed. Yeah, that's my belief, mm. and uh, it it, yeah. it definitely uh, has to have an impact on what people are ready to show. But it's uh, it's fun anyway. Yeah. I'm in yeah, I'm in two minds. I could definitely see that being the case, but I also think when they just didn't do it last year and that a lot of all these companies have made the decision that it is worth doing. Mm. Yep. Makes me think that they've been able to cobble something together, but yes, you're right. You've you've really got to temper your expectations uh with these with with E3 at the best of times. Yeah. Um so yeah, let's uh, let's wrap it up there for another week. Uh, yeah. Looking forward to watching all of them. Looking forward to chatting with you guys uh, in the Discord and uh, on Facebook if you're part of our Patreon group. Uh, if you go to filthycasuals.com.au, you can uh, get our premium episodes on Bandcamp. You can sign up to our Patreon where you get a bonus episode every week and access to all that stuff to uh, yeah chat with us as we're as we're watching this stuff over the weekend. We will see you next week for our big well, and you wrap get- up. You get the the YouTube videos a week early too, and oh, I yes, think we're yes. gonna do next week uh, maybe some more trailer trailer stuff. Uh, we put up a video, Big Ben's trailer trailer, where we watch trailers yep. with Big Ben, and yep. uh, we'll we'll probably do some of that <laughs> stuff. Is how we'll do e three things: is pick some stuff we want to watch and talk over it, and put it on YouTube. Yep, yep. As well as obviously, yeah, yes. reflections on the podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening. We will see you guys next week. Uh, yeah, have fun watching all the E3 stuff. And uh, until then, as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. Ladies and gentlemen, we here at Rareware are very excited to announce three Joe Kazooie coming this Christmas to <laughs> the Xbox, I guess. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.